0: Listening to Bleed TV, the only podcast with best shows and movies. I'm Zach. I'm Cash. And tonight we have Preacher. This is the season finale. The end of the road. Yeah. The end and of the road. Uh, we
1: kind of joked about it last week <laughs> and thinking. If it didn't pick up, this could be the end of the road for the uh, show. I'm telling you, man. And I, to my knowledge, it hasn't been picked up for season three yet, has it?
0: It has not. Um, it has not. The uh, there is some doubt, like we said last week, that they're down almost forty percent in viewership and so on. But it is still their fourth highest ranked show. There we go. It is active, so um, it is. I guess making money. Yeah. Um, the uh, it is a like I said that would draw us in those cool concept, cool characters. Uh, and and of just course, like a comic lost, book yeah. comparison. I mean, that helps. Um, but uh, shout out to Wayne Yip, director for yeah, this week's Wayne episode. Uh, let's just go ahead and say, what did you think of the episode in its entirety before we recap it?
1: In its entirety, like, am I comparing it to like the rest of the season or just kind of standalone? Well,
0: how the episode just, how did you feel walking into it? Uh, not good.
1: Walking into it, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I felt, I felt like it delivered like once i sat down and started watching it i was like okay like it, it got a little bit of its groove back there were some character stuff that i really liked there was a lot of weirdness that happened in this episode that bounced differently off of their characters like it was like we got a weird dark side of cassidy that i didn't even know he had brewing up in him that i guess dennis was bringing out and like i i'm just still upset that tulip was Completely misused this entire season
0: um the the episode itself uh I think has been a continuation of the last like seven episodes, yeah of you know we've been running the same plot line and being consistent with it, and it just didn't carry the weight that the first season did um the episode itself I think diverged greatly in several different aspects when it comes to the comic book. Yeah. From so like
1: everything you've been telling me about the comics is we're not even in the comics anymore.
0: <sighs> yeah. I mean, it's just, I mean, like Dennis up, was not yeah. a part of the comic book. Um, the the saga with uh, Tulip and uh, Jenny is not there. Her star is, has a much different angle to what he's doing and his overall goal is different. Um, Angel- and like how they
1: initially showed her star this is, seems like a completely different character. yeah
0: And then Angelville is not something that they go to. It's something that has been uh, secretly searching for Jesse for a long time mm-hmm. and how they're brought there is because he finally gets caught by TC and Jody. TC and Jody are big time characters in, in the comic book. yeah. Um, and so that you know for them to have this angle, that they're going to them like that's okay is a big faux pas compared to the comic book. If anything, he's trying to make sure he never gets found or seen from TC and Jody ever again. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, that's that right there was a big snafu for me. And um, the episode itself, you know, it did have some cool dynamic stuff going on and it did have some shock value. But sadly, I thought that some of it kind of delivered flatly, um, for what it for what it was kind of coming yeah. up, payout. Um, I just, I mean, I have to be honest with you. As much as I love season one, as season two went along, it's it just been slowly. It's like it's it's been a chore. I'm gonna be honest with you. It's it's like you didn't wipe well, and by the end of the season, your ass is itching so bad you just can't stand it anymore. Ooh, that's just kind of how I feel. Yeah. Is that you know. You were fine in the beginning, and things were rocking good. And then, after sitting on you down after a while, you I just mean, can't stand it anymore. And it, I kind of feel like, and I'd be honest with you, we had several people who have emailed us and social media and everything else that have told us emphatically. I mean, what, what was it? I think Brian told us one time. He said, "I feel like, I feel like the show has shit its pants. Yeah, and it just just doesn't know what to do to clean it up. There's something to that effect. And I was like, I thought that was good. As not. It's just. It's gone in a completely different direction. It's inconsistent with what it did in first season, you know. And I still love it for you know the characters and what they've developed for the characters, but I'm so concerned about where they're going with the story considering they've diverged from where the original comic book gave you. Because, I mean, bottom line is the comic book is very direct about what is happening, what they're doing, and where they go in the direction. Mm-hmm. It's not something you can really fray from. And keep the consistency of the book. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so what they're doing now and mixing up the order and adding the, the, the men in white or women in white and how that shifted and how Cassidy is com- quite a bit different character. Um, and then, uh, you know, the whole Dennis thing and then Tulip, I mean, hey, like I said, Tulip's white in the comic book and, um, I mean, Ruth Nega is amazing yeah. in which I'm, I'm happy they have her. You yeah, know, I think but they it, casted
1: her perfectly. It was just like right, how they're using her is the right. Like in season
0: one, she was a badass, you know, it was like watching Mission Impossible mm-hmm. with her. And then season two, she's We've still a very capable, yeah, don't be wrong. It's very capable, but. It She's just been sense. lost in the fray. It's like we said before, like Cassidy, superhuman strength, a true vampire can take a 600 pound cow and da, 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 da. And this right here, it, it, Jesse can get the best of him in a hand to hand combat. Yeah. I mean, that just completely, I'm um, the whole time I'm watching it and I'm just shaking my head.
1: Not even that. Just he's angry. And we all know when you're angry
0: and everything, right. You're he's three times animal. as strong as you yeah. yeah. so, normally are. Um, those things are really strong. I mean, strong and make it hard for me to stay in love with the episode yeah. and the season because the writers have... This, uh, I, I really uh, feel like AMC has forced their hand and added different writers to try to improve what they did in season one because maybe season one didn't meet expectation. Well, But to me, season one... Was so good. Was good because it didn't have a comic book mm-hmm. to compare it to so much so. Well, the comic mean, book didn't go into what season one did. The comic book had just a brief history of his past. And this was the creation of Jesse Custard and the town of, you know, Anvil and all that stuff. And so they had free reign and they had fun with it. Do you think AMC was the wrong network to pick the show? No, I don't think AMC was the wrong network, but I don't know what happened behind the scenes to make them go the way they did. Yeah, And, you know, the other part of this that really bothered me is, is that the, uh, this episode is, is that, Where's the cowboy? We released him at the end of last episode. Well, I mean, he's in And in this episode, in nothing. Not even a glimmer. No, I mean, I, I just
1: assumed he was back in hell. Because we saw the warden back down there and everything. So, why wouldn't he be in hell locked
0: up in his cage? Yeah, uh, to, but to me, like, I want to have a word with Satan. And he wants to have a word with you. Okay, then, so that's what... Right, yeah. and so I'm just, I was really surprised that that wasn't didn't get brought that. back to the forefront there. No, now I remember what you're talking about. Because you know, we even uh, talked
1: about that last week. It was like we
0: really want to have right, that conversation. You know? And so if you wanted to go through the episode, um there were some really cool things they did. And which I like I said, it really had some pick yeah. me up, you know.
1: Well, I mean, I think let's just start with hell get Eugene. Yeah, out of the let's way talk of about
0: Eugene. I mean, um so they come out of this this really cool manhole, okay. Um and they do the smart thing, which I was proud of to see, which made me happy, is that they close the manhole mm-hmm. and screw the cap back. Right, Another was cool. But the, immediately after that happens, you see the manhole, that so, handle start yeah. to twist back. So it gives you the imp- you know, the you're implied that somebody's on your tail immediately, which makes zero sense. It really did. Um, because I mean they were completely clueless yeah. to what was going on, and
1: you would notice people behind you as you're constantly looking back and stuff.
0: Correct. Um, Cool effect to see them running through what looks to be, you know, the Amazon or Southern, Southern Louisiana, Mm -hmm. you know, and some, because that little, I want to say it was like a, it was a castle that, or a barge or an old army, um, Fort or something that had you know, moss growing up on it, and so on. Like I remember seeing that somewhere, like in True Detective season one. Yeah. where Hey, and all them were fighting the bad guy at the end, and looking zero. for the Yellow King and everything. Right. Um, running through. I thought, but like there was like four shots of them running, and then another shot of them running, and everything else. I mean, there was a lot of scenes in this episode where I felt like the only thing missing was Forrest Gump's hat and his shoes <laughs> and metal breaking away from his knees and cap. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, run, Forrest. You know. Anyway. Um. To get to where they're at the water, and Hitler's like, you know, I'm gonna do something good, and you just ask the man, and here's the whistle, and he'll get you you across safely and everything. Okay, again, I'm like, okay, that's all cool, but first of all, how does he know that? Made no sense to me how he knew that. How did he know he would do a whistle? Well, I think a
1: whistles like old Greek mythology and everything, because this was the guy, and I'm sure this is the person who's supposed to bring you across. And so maybe that's how he knew and Eugene didn't. Maybe so. I and, thought
0: that was a little of a stretch, but I, I looked over it. Yeah. I was like, okay, he used to be the guy who ran the place, so maybe he knows he's well, things. Well, like it
1: was like old Greek mythology. This is the person you pay two copper pennies for and everything. He brings you across. And so like that was the only thing I was like, mate, why doesn't why isn't he giving Eugene any copper or anything to pay right. the taxi money?
0: All he said was you just tell him you don't belong here. Exactly. Um, and I thought that was good, and he's like, you know, I can't go, and he just leaves. And I thought that was kind of like, oh, okay, you know, but yeah, I thought that would be more to Because I was trying
1: to figure out, what is Hitler getting out of this? Why does he want Eugene out? Yeah. That's what... And it was the, kind of a mystery. And it still makes no sense, because Hitler's not just going to want to do a good thing, you know, in hell or something.
0: I always thought there was a... A backstab. There he, was something something, uh, you know, a, a blindside, whatever you want to call and it. And this makes zero. It really did. And so when Eugene comes up and talks to, I, I think the name was Shelley. Is what they this. named it. Uh, it was a great name. Yeah. Um, and he tells them, and there's this long pause.
1: You think he's about to kill Eugene you know? again somehow? Yeah. And or I something. was kind
0: of like, this is this. this yeah. well. He puts the hand out and stuff, and he's like, oh. And all this was good. Mm-hmm. It really, really was until it spoke. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you, I hated that it spoke and it was talking to him like, Hey bro, you know, I, I kind of liked it. I was laughing. Uh, like it felt very Seth, no, it, it it felt did, very Seth But Rogan-y. Don't you know No, I mean I There enjoyed there it are a time and places. There really, really are. Their dialogue yeah. with the, uh, you know, the woman and it afterwards
1: Well that's where you got the darkness that you were I think that you were looking for That's what for. I was
0: expecting for and that I was good with and she was like, Oh, you haven't heard, God's not around anymore and so on. That stuff that statement right there bothered me too. What has God got to do with, with hell. hell, her and this guy, where she feels good enough to take a fishing spear. Yeah, harpoon. Harpoon and, you know, them. S- just straight dome. <laughs> um cool effect. You know, yeah. like the smoke coming out like that and so on. That's another thing that was like like, well,
1: what would you think about like uh, Eugene and uh, we'll call him Shelley? I completely forget his name or its name, and just be like, "So what's that horn?" Oh, you know, it's you know, I really have no idea. Like I've been I looking mean, at this league. for... I, I,
0: I guess I think it was supposed to be an opportune time for some humor. Yeah, but those two is not where I expected the humor to be. Mm-hmm. You know, I could see where Hitler and him have some humor, or there's some, you know, like that. I don't, I don't know. It just. It didn't work for me I might be completely yeah. off um, but he gets in the boat after Hitler saves him by hitting with the, whatever looked to be the horn and he goes, you know you des- you deserve to come now you know like I've never done anything good he goes until now and you know
1: but it's like Eugene, this is still freaking Hitler. yeah he's killed I mean tens of millions of people yes. oh, tried to commit genocide, genocide. Yeah, yeah exactly. and you're thinking just saving your
0: life is enough to redeem right. Hitler. So it does this little cutaway, and when you do get to see him come back, we get our Breaking Bad yeah. bus pull up, which I think is a great. Hilarious yeah, the fact mess. that
1: we're still using it, and like I like how they changed the background a little yes, bit, <laughs> but I mean it's still
0: just like. Um, okay. And of course, they had the awkward scene, and one's wearing, you know, a peace t-shirt, and the other one's wearing like this old. Yeah, he wearing like in
1: eighties, like multicolored. This terrible is like a um, really bad
0: starter coat and jacket yeah. set up You know, love and it. I was laughing. So, what bothered me here about this is that he gets off, and we're having all these moments about how you can do good things now. Mm-hmm. You can be a better person. This is a fresh start, and when he gets off this van. He immediately just, just and, takes and, off and bolts. Yeah this pissed me off man like i was just like i was like i thought we were getting a new character or something like how this, great would it have been yeah, to this see was an opportunity to have hitler as being part of the show yeah which i've really come to enjoy
1: and to kind of like try to be a good guy and everyone would be like uh you look like adolf hitler no nine nine like yeah, yeah you know like nine, him nine. just be like no i'm a good guy Right. And, uh, well, I mean, but,
0: imagine if they'd give him a haircut and get rid of his stash. Yeah. I mean, and you, but you being the viewer, you know who he is, but anybody else does. And he becomes another character that's kind of integral to the show. I love it. Him running off, it made me like, then why in the hell did we go through the entire hell thing with Hitler yeah. being a guy that helps you out?
1: And like, and here's the other thing this, it's like, what, 70 years? Think how much the world's changed. Dude mm. just got hit by a freaking car. He has no idea what that is.
0: And Uh, like, he's not going to survive in this world. uh, Yeah, this was a real, real blow to where this was going. Almost like, and then Eugene doesn't chase after him and all he says is shit and and then goes the other direction. Another thing, I'm like, okay, did you not want to? Team up with Hitler? Yeah, I just, so this really, really stunned me that that's how they decided to close out the hell thing. Yeah. After all that. Hitler just runs off. And pushes
1: a guy on crutches. Like, yeah, man. Yeah, I just... It's like, do we really already have to make Hitler the worst person again?
0: Yeah. I, so that that stuff right there, that bothers me. That they decided to go that route with Yeah, it. like we get this redemption
1: and we immediately just rush it away. Him. Yeah. yeah. When, when we, so whatever. We're done with hell. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> done with hell. Well, right before... I did love when he's talking to Shell and he's like, man, they really messed you up down there. No, this was pre-existing. <laughs> yeah, really. yeah. Uh, but okay. so it does have a little humor. Yeah. I'll
0: give you that. Um, now, when we do talk, when we get to the Jesse Tulip and Cassidy, we do get a little younger version of Jesse. and yeah, This was our
1: opening scene.
0: Right, and this is where he's sitting in this rather nice chair uh, at the entrance of Angelville. And he's collecting basically like a toll to come mm-hmm. into this place to whatever services that are being rendered. Um and he's like, making his money and he's, you know, all that stuff. And then a car comes in, with the nice Ford Mercury, you know, Ford yeah. Mercury, or whatever you want to call it back in the day. And he you know, he's like, I want blood, I want this, that and he goes, whatever cop, and he gets pissed and leaves and he gives him the fingers. Like, and this is all cool. really, really cool to see the Spanish Oaks. Yeah. This long straight driveway, you know, the I would love to know what this location is, you know? I mean, you don't, man, just trying to think, like, it's just gotta
1: be like Kentucky or Louisiana. Or something no, this is like.
0: straight Louisiana, Southern Alabama. These are so, you know, the places that have these kind of oak trees yeah. and this kind of look. I mean, if you remember Forrest Gump, I know we make reference, to, you know, Forrest Gump's driveway looks very similar. this just better manicured. Yeah. This was something very similar. And this was something very popular, you know, living in Louisiana for a while that I did, um, the straight line driveways with large oaks, you know, um, was something of a status symbol to a plantation. Okay. Especially for, you know, sharecropping plantations in different places of the South. Um, and I'm sure there's some in Mississippi, but I've seen physical ones that look very similar to this in Southern Alabama, Mid Alabama, of course, all over Louisiana. Yeah um and Spanish oaks are really, real popular in um in Louisiana and they're, they're gorgeous you know the moss growing oaks and um and the really, really and when people usually plant azaleas around the base of them because they can handle shade and just then when it's azalea then when the season of the bloom it's just an amazing experience just to drive down your driveway okay you know and so a really really cool effect I, I love that they have this and it's dirt road and they really give you that feel that they're in Louisiana which but, it's comic book is the setting for it you know
1: I mean I thought the set was beautiful a lot of it was great but. I, this entire like seven minute opening scene was just
0: so dull. Yeah, Um, and then of course you get the non visual of the face when it comes to the old Dodge coming up with TC and. Jody yeah, I was about to say. It. I'm
1: assuming these are the two characters you were alluding. These to are the
0: two guys that are like, you know, these are Grandma's henchmen. Yeah, I mean, we, I'm not giving anything away when you saw what happens. They put Jesse in the box in the in the swamp stuff. And these are big-time characters. And when we saw the previous episode, you got to see a little bit of their face and them wearing camo hats like that. These two guys also have very distinct looks about them. Okay. So I wouldn't be surprised at all that we have a kind of a unique, different casting when it comes to next season, when it comes to these two characters. Okay. Um,
1: You think maybe they just couldn't find them yet, and that's why? Very
0: possible. I mean, like I said, very unique-looking characters in the comic book. Very, you know... You know you're dealing with Jody and TC. Okay. When you when you're in the comic book, and they're they're very powerful characters. And no no they don't goof off and play anyway. Um. So seeing them and for you know delivering lunch and the money thing, mm-hmm. I I get all that. Um. But the chicken thing.
1: Yeah, I was about to ask you because like, was there any significance to this chicken,
0: or? No. Was there, it just to the show that we
1: can bring somebody back to life
0: later on in the episode? No, there, there's nothing significant about the chicken that right there. I then think, I have no interest in wasting time. Like, yeah, was, I, it was truly just to have another f- run for us, run moment of well, him going down there to get the chicken to the voodoo lady who knows how to bring things back to life. Which was which,
1: foreshadowing for later in the episode. Correct, which they
0: showed you the chicken run right across the road. I mean, yeah. really? the chicken ran across the road as the car went by I mean, well, hey, I can well, think of 37 different puns, yeah. you know, that go with that. Um, so little stuff like yeah, it, all this, the opening of scene was just to give you a closing for the end, you know, it, it just went on too long. It, it, it did a little bit. It really, really did. You know, but when that kind of closed out, we went back to we got back into the episode for what it was, and that's her star doing his manipulation for Jesse to become the Messiah. Yeah. Um now given, I will tell you, every time he said we're we're going live with Jimmy Kimmel, I mean I was, I was laughing cracking out loud. Up. Yeah. I was <laughs> laughing out loud. I mean I was like, way to throw the modern into it. And really, kind of, really put it there.
1: And for whatever reason, like, I think Jimmy Kimmel hit home better than, like, a Jimmy Fallon or yes, Seth yes. Meyers
0: or any of uh, the other. Yeah, absolutely. It was, it was, just the way he says it with his you yeah. know, somewhat British accent it is the way it goes. And then be like,
1: oh man, we got Jimmy Kimmel. This is great. Yeah. And then, like,
0: as we're, like, driving away
1: at one point, he's like, they wanted to put you behind Kylie Jenner and I was like, "Yes. Yes, that away, Seth. That way to actually keep it. Like these are the yes. little tidbits, Just, that, you those know. little
0: nuggets to keep you going." Um, you know, but the whole, you know, you're going to wear a finish, you know, cloak. And I'm like, "This is the worst-looking thing I've ever seen." Oh in my yeah, life. I was like, "Thank God." Jesse's you're like, "No, wearing, I'm not wearing this." Uh, you know, a southwestern Texas style preacher's outfit with Silver tip, you know. Yeah. Gold you know. brim uh, and all I that like, I was like, my uh, goodness. You know. Now, I do love that people, like, question. You notice some little silver tips he's got on the <laughs> collar? And i This is like, these little details yeah. were good. But he comes in there, and he's, like, just crowded in there. You know, it's he's a like, lot of folks. And I'm like, I'm like, and then when he walks into a classroom. Room, yeah. A
1: Catholic classroom of, like, third graders. And yeah, I'm like, i was like, get well get done. done. And He's filming it on his phone.
0: Yeah, it's not even like professional recording no. like that. It's a it's a phone on a tripod, a tripod that's forty seven times larger than the phone recording device, <laughs> and so on, which is good. So he, you can tell he's got the cards, and mm-hmm. of course the cards are ridiculous. You know, yeah. It's like homosexuality and trans. He's like, I'm not even gonna read this. And I was surprised to hear the gunfire, and the lady walks in. It's the, the Armenians. Armenians, and then like. like- It's the old janitor. And I'm like,
1: really? This is what we're trying to pass off as? Well, not only that, where were they they that
0: have Armenians that are going to come and attack?
1: Yeah. Where is there a Catholic school where Armenians? I'm sorry. This was like, what the shit? And maybe this is my ignorance or something. I didn't think this person looked Armenian. I have no idea what an Armenian looks like. Um,
0: The closest thing you can say to an Armenian is somebody very distinctly close to Eastern European, you know, or or South, you know, like when you see, um, I don't know where an Armenian is from or if there's a distinctive look, but I know it's European. And when I've watched other movies and shows that have like Armenian bad guys, I've seen almost no difference in them and like a Russian mafia guy. If terrible, they, terrible description for like what? Right, I'm like just saying. Like ended up being here, you almost see no yeah. difference. You, trust me, they're 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 white. Yeah, you're okay. They're, they're, other than that, you're really not going to see much else. Most of the time, there's something here, <laughs> um of European descent. Anyway, they uh, so the guys coming in, it, the two of them don't look anything European. No, and so I was like, mm. and then well, even
1: the head guy didn't even really look. Yeah,
0: I mean, he was close. I can. He's give you pretty maybe. tan. Um,
1: but, but, and yeah. as soon as I saw this with the janitor, I was like, oh great, now we're all set up. Like, like this is, her star put this together immediately. And like, as soon as we saw the janitor the first time, I was like, this guy's not very happy to be calling Jesse Messiah.
0: No. All right. The big clue of this scene here is that he uses the word and it doesn't work. Yeah. And the first thing in my mind is, oh, they don't speak English. But that wasn't the case at all. No. Nope. They were just like, what'd you say?
1: And like, but he used the word, but he didn't like fully commit to it, and so like you could hear it was distorted. So,
0: what are what are we, what are they trying to tell us here?
1: I don't know. And then he asked him, like, "Hey, why do not you use the word?" He's like, "I didn't need to." He's like, "No, Jesse, you used it." And so maybe he needs Tulip and uh, Cassidy for it to work full power.
0: I hope not. That that like, doesn't jive well with what it's. Nothing
1: about the power has jived well this season. It really has. It's
0: It's so now. It's inconsistent. I don't get that at all. I mean, he, every episode he's been able to do, do. He's been able to do his bidding until now.
1: Well, it's not even really every episode. Like what, three or four episodes back is like ever since we saw her starting and he was in the office, and he tried to tell the one guy the power didn't work on him. And we didn't know why that's true, and so like it's the past three or four episodes the power well, it's hasn't worked been, on a her
0: star every time has it I don't think so,
1: like I mean we know it like when he was shoving the film up his ass and stuff like yeah, <laughs> okay, it worked then, but like I don't know, like in the saint it didn't work on him because of some weird speaker technology, even though he could hear him it was distorted
0: or something like. I don't
1: know. We need some definite descriptor of why yeah. the, why Genesis isn't working.
0: What do you think of the fight scene?
1: I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was fun. I, I mean, the fight scenes have been progressively getting a lot better all season. And like I loved how he was <laughs> using... Like he knew, like the gun was a blank, so like he started using the clip as a weapon. Like he's hitting him yeah, in the knees with it and stuff. I love
0: it? how he hits the top of the gun as he hits the eject button, and the mm-hmm. clip comes out as a weapon. Uh, it was pretty. Like no, so.
1: I mean this was a really fun fight scene. It was probably like I hate to say like it got better, but no, like all the fight scenes progressively got they better. They a good job. Whoever your
0: stunt coordinator and choreographed person is is doing great. Yeah, they're having fun with it. Uh, I mm-hmm. do like that. Great job even by though, Dave
1: Porter with like all the sound effects and stuff he's using. Right. Like you said.
0: Even though if you took a gun butt to the head at full swing, you're not getting back. Up. No. <laughs> you know, So these guys are taking three and four shots or taking one hit and flying backwards five feet into a table or mm-hmm. bar. It' ruler cool is the only thing going on. Yeah. That's you know, just the rule. What facts. do you think
1: about him cold heartedly just pulling the trigger? Like not even hesitating or anything. Like, I mean, that's caught on camera. It's like the person you're trying to pass as the Messiah tried to murder. Just grease. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
0: Uh, good that, thing this is blank, otherwise there'll be holes in all of y'all. Yeah. But I mean like um, Yeah, people I thought are that, that was very inconsistent. Uh, I really did. For all you know that he, you know, edited or doctored it because of what he videoed. So it has that potential. I thought about that as well. Uh no my favorite one of my favorite parts is he's out in the hallway, he goes, Yeah, you set all that up, da 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 da. da. And he goes, you know, and he's talked about we're trending now and and he, minus the kid defecating on my shoe. <laughs> it went you know, all went according it, to plan. It, it, it went according to plan. I was just like, I was like, I mean, l- these little yeah. nuggets and one-liners are pretty good. But, uh, I mean, it's
1: also a big thing that Her Star knows what trending is. Like, how on top of technology and the way news moves. That That's, like, I, I know we haven't really talked about how this organization has stayed on top, but technology, it seems like, is their best way is they understand how to shift the narrative. And they're doing such a really good job of that. Right. And just to say, you know, Jimmy Kimmel, Trending, Kylie Jenner, to know all of these things, that it's a very subtle way of why we understand how powerful this group is. Yeah, it makes sense.
0: Uh, like well, jumps over to Cassidy and he's like doing laundry and they're getting ready to pack and stuff. And we have this scene where he turns the computer and looks at it. And yeah. it's Les Infante something right. sir anyway i looked it up and uh it, it dual purpose okay i thought it was pretty cool is that the, the original um was during ancient during queen Jenea or something anyway it was a secret society of um dive into your carnal pleasure or uh, no it was like not politically correctness, but like they were a group to make sure things were staying the way they are. They were all about bloodlines. So, when so you. So, they're the
1: Knights of Decency?
0: Yeah, no. It, it's like at those times, a plague or a bad thing or something like that could happen. Okay. And you could wipe out generations and uh, bloodlines and different things like that. And so, these were people who lived secretly. To carry on the pureness of a bloodline, like like being a king, you had to be a true heir to a king, with okay. royal lineage, yeah. and bloodline. You know, just like we watch Game of Thrones, this, this or something, right?
1: Uh, Knight's Tale is a good example of it,
0: right? And so, in those times, this was a secret society that was very low key, not well known, and wasn't considered something that was of longevity. That their sole purpose was about making sure that the pure bloodlines of certain families stayed intact over time. Okay. Well, now this show has turned it into, when you say the bloodlines, it was more like, this is your bloodlust club for vampires. Hmm. So like, if you go, like if you're a dude and you go to a strip club to have, get pleasure, this club this infante, whatever you want to call it, is like where vampires would go to satisfy your fantasies of, yeah, you biting know, people, biting people, or eating a certain thing or certain blood, that kind of thing, like that. And so, what you're seeing here is is this is Cassidy realizing that Dennis is discovering things that, that Cassidy misses, well, not necessarily even misses, but Dennis is turning it is acting like an adolescence that knows better is going to do what the hell he wants, and da 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 da, and this is dangerous to all, yeah, vampires, you know, and. Well, not only that, I think Cassidy has a conscience of you don't act on these things with humans. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, like, and so he doesn't want this guy, his son, to become what some of the vampires do and just feed on humans Where, and yeah. do the wrong, be the be wrong. You know, it's just like watching Blade. You know, I don't eat, I don't eat, I don't eat the humans or our food. You know, but the bad guys do. You know, yeah. same concept.
1: Okay, do you wish we would have seen what was on the screen?
0: Uh, I think it did it. I think it did it justice by the the the, the sound the sound because yeah. it you know it sounded pretty horrific you know it sounded bad um, to me that was more captivating than I, I don't think AMC it. could show you what no. was probably going on in that screen <laughs> let's be honest with ourselves um, but so, I mean,
1: I'm glad we did get because like I said a few episodes ago I thought I thought it just was watching porn right but like you didn't think so and then you were definitely right and it ended up being much
0: much worse correct. Um, And I think that's kind of the reason that Cassidy's smoking crack is because he's... <laughs> Are you he, smoking
1: crack? Yeah. No. Yes. Yes, yes. yes it's crack. I think it's he's struggling
0: with the reality of what the decision he has done yeah. has created. And I thought that was pretty cool. It's just like the whole, you know, the dog hiding mm-hmm. it and the that and so on. He's realizing that he did something for the right reasons, but even though it was wrong. Yeah, and, uh, and
1: sometimes good intentions lead to the worst things.
0: Right. Well, the, the road to hell is paved in good intentions, as they say. And so there's that. And of course, there's this little jump scene of Tulip in the grocery store or convenience store buying 18 bottles of one, SPF 100, and which
1: people, by the way, anything over 35 is a
0: ripoff. Like yeah, there's no such thing. Yeah, uh, it's just a number on a label. Go you can get read this, the label closer. Go mm. get
1: the medical kind that's iron or zinc thrown in there. That's what really matters. Right. But never buy
0: over 35. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Um,
1: <laughs> hey, I mean a lot of people like they upcharge from your local pharmacist. Cash
0: love it. Thank exactly. you. Exactly. <laughs> um, the good neighbor. <laughs> The uh, so in the, the whole scene, and I didn't really get what the scene value was here. No, you, you see either. the woman who's stealing, and then you see her take the guy's tie and hit his head a couple times and try to offer her money. And she's like, Oh, I guess I'm the bad guy. Yeah, I didn't really get the symbolism we have, here. I, I,
1: I, uh, I'm assuming racism because he's like, Why do you need sunscreen? Yeah. Is just like, Why is this needed? I don't get it. <sighs>
0: to me it, i i just didn't understand just let it. Her buy i missed it whatever yeah. it was if they were symbolizing something or I was assuming it was supposed to be racism. a character flaw i didn't get it
1: to me like it was that poorly done why do we have this right
0: thing? and so which comes back to the whole smoke yeah. and crack and you know. i loved how he
1: called it medicinal it is like, yeah. it's for, it's for medicinal reasons though um, but then we get this weird
0: i been stunned. She stunned me when she was like, you know, we're gonna have sex again.
1: Yeah, I thought it was like she was teasing him, and like the first kiss, and she's like, "That's all." I was like, "Oh, gross, Cassidy! Like, you think I really want it?" But no, like he has this vision, and
0: I mean, to me, actually, I was like, "This is legit. I can't believe they're gonna do it." Like they're actually showing mm-hmm. these two going a different direction than Jesse, and how they're gonna switch, how they're gonna do this, because in the comic book, the band does not stay together. Man, they I, come dude. back together for different things, different times. It's yeah. not the trio all the time. God, so, I really
1: need the trio. Unless I get like a breakaway in Cassidy, like his vampire life, I really don't have any. In interest the comic in this. book,
0: it does. It has the situations multiple where Cassidy goes his way, they go their way, different things of that nature, and then their stories reconverge mm-hmm. and it works out great. You know, how they set it all up and do different things. But, I mean, like,
1: as we've seen on many TV shows, that's really difficult to do.
0: Well, it's just like The Walking Dead. The, you don't have to pay as many actors if you don't put them all on screen at the same time. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it works, but most of the time it doesn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? I Which mean, is an AMC <laughs> trope, you know? Yes. Because, um, like,
1: there's just, as we've seen, Jesse's very hard to do by himself. Like, man, he yes, just does not. Yes, he is.
0: Um... So, when they're getting to this whole kissing, loving, you know, this, that, or so And Touch then and when he goes to, he bites her. I was in absolute shock. I was yeah. like, this is where you call a major shift in storyline. And yeah,
1: I thought it happened.
0: I really did. And then he started, like, gnawing, and she was like that. And I was like, what the? And rips and then, a chunk out I'm of her not neck. No, This is what pissed me off. He pulls this chunk out of her throat. And I'm talking about this is the size of a small burger hanging oh, out of his mouth. Oh, my God. And then it pans to look at her neck, and it's a, little, it's a little bitty hole. Yeah. I was like, what the shit, man? I mean, you've got a Big Mac hanging out of your lips. <laughs> and you've got this little bitty Crystal nugget, burger, right? nugget <laughs> missing out of her throat. I was like, you know, no. What special effects guy goes, that looks right?
1: No, I mean, there's, there's not one out there. Like, like, no,
0: I was like, man. And you know, I mean, this I chunk of me. Like, Go hire Tolan FX. Go yeah. hire my man, Ted Williams. Go hire some people I know who work in business. They wouldn't make this amateur mistake. No, You know, it was just. And not only that, if you took that big a chunk out of her throat, she would be spraying blood but like you've never seen everywhere. Instead of this little.
1: Yeah. <laughs> this would have looked like it. Like we just got done finishing oh, yeah. and
0: blood just comes
1: squirting out of the yeah. sink. Room decorated right. By the way, if
0: you have not seen it, you definitely need to see it. We just did a pod on it, and it was money in the bank. Oh. We absolutely love the movie, and we had a really cool little scene throughout the entire pod where Jake gives us comparisons from the book, and it helps explain a lot it in the movie. It does explain a lot throughout the and movie. It actually makes the movie even better. You know, I wish there some of the things were put in there, but it is what it is. But Going back to the movie and back to the show Preacher, um, I thought the whole neck thing and the blood was it was a misfire. Um, and then it leads into the whole deal of, uh, Tulip finding the camera and they have this cool little funny line together where they're like, you know, Oh my God, I was masturbating in this living room and so was I, you know, and, uh, I thought that was good. Um, are you surprised it took them this long to find the camera and everything? Kind of, sort of. Um,
1: and then there was still another one that looked like in the same exact place where it dropped.
0: Well, they were in a different room. Okay. The one that dropped was in the kitchen. The one, other one was in the living room. And I think they realized the cameras were in all these rooms and everything. So that's what... they's like, all oh, they've been manipulating it. And there's yeah. a star and blah, blah, blah. But then it goes into the scene where Dennis looks at these panties that are on the, on the bed. And I'm not real sure well, that whole situation... The significance but, of them. Right. Everything. You know, I mean, he's struggling. I get it. And I think, like you said, Dennis has got and problems. And these look like to be too big for Tulip? I wouldn't say that. Okay. Um, but... You know, can you be a good papa and, you know, that kind of stuff. And then he starts speaking English to him. Mm -hmm. And when this happened, I'm thinking, all right, we have another vision. And then right after that, he just goes ahead and shoves him right out the window. Yeah. And Um, closes the window. And closes the, you know, the drapes like that. And we've seen how strong a vampire is, right? Correct.
1: Uh, you tell me he can't break
0: this window? Inconsistent. Uh, You know, Um and then he goes out there now cool special effects with Dennis like Burning, starting to roast like, and burn.
1: I mean it, like his skin is just getting right. chunked off and everything. Like this reminded me of Blade. It does. Like, and I mean um, it was the, it was a more gruesome thing than Blade, which I didn't think I would ever say yeah, <laughs> when it comes really. to
0: a vampire
1: being melted.
0: Uh yeah. Now uh, the, here's the thing about this scene. Completely unexpected. And this is supposed to have this big shock and awe moment, Mm -hmm. okay? Which it did to a point, but it was, dare I say, too early?
1: No, because getting rid of Dennis was the top
0: priority. Well, that's the whole deal. It's like, I just don't think they gave us enough ammunition for him to pull the trigger yet.
1: I mean, I think it was just he saw what Dennis was becoming, and it was either Dennis was going to corrupt him to be like that, Tulip was in real danger, or... Dennis was going to get him in trouble with who turned him.
0: I got you. I just, I I do feel like they needed a little bit more of loading the guns before we pulled the trigger on this. No, like it was
1: just something that was a long
0: time coming, and I'm glad it's and over. I, I know you're a happy camper. Yeah. I get that. Uh, Anyway, they do it. Are you disappointed that they didn't get to see Dennis be killed on screen? Uh,
1: No. Like, I mean, I saw enough of him melting and burning and screaming. And then we got the screaming from Cassidy's side to where he's holding down the window and everything. And I thought that was a bigger payoff than actually seeing Dennis die.
0: Okay. Well, in the comic books, of course, it's a big deal, you know, to watch one. And, you know, they they light on fire and everything like that. And then they kind of have this explosion at the end. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I was kind of a little bit of part of me is hoping now we're going to see, you know, the uh, sick, sick
1: man. Yeah. Whatever. But But, no, like, I mean, I I enjoyed Cassidy's side of it since that's who we're sticking with.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, that's kind of where it was at. Yeah. Um, I mean, he runs
1: back downstairs and he hasn't put on any sunscreen. Like, I mean, I know it's like a small detail, but like.
0: They they, they they we they just pay, saw they play fast yeah and loose, like we just saw, saw Dennis die thing.
1: and stuff and now we're just ignoring the fact that Cassie's going out into the sun like come on like we made the big purchase of fifteen bottles of the sunscreen
0: yeah I'm with you um
1: but what, I mean I like that he immediately gets back into the back seat and I thought it was vampire related
0: yeah I mean it's just what you know um and of course Tulip changes her mind to go check on something. And he lets the dog go and I get the significance there, you Mm -hmm. know, that, you know, you've made a decision. You have to live with the decision and you have to let go. Yeah. That dog will always be a symbol of who his son was and, you know, um, and be very difficult. And so I thought all that was done real well after fact. Um, The tulip part. This makes no sense. It really doesn't. um, It's like, okay, how can we get him to Angelville? Without having to follow the comic book. Okay, let's just have Angel. I mean, let's have Tulip go in there and get shot off camera. Yep. Which pissed me off. Not but to say I like, I enjoy watching women get shot, but it's just from the show who's never strayed away from any type of violence, especially no. gun violence. That is complete. I mean, we've seen Tulip get shot in the chest how many times in this season? Like, at least Even 15. with blood when she's yeah. dreaming. And then would we do an off camera scene.
1: I mean, we know she's a complete badass. We saw her fight Victor's henchman, who is three times her size. And just so much. And you're telling me she's going to bring a knife to a gunfight? It's a her. screwdriver. Yeah. A sc- not even a knife. Yeah. I mean, just like. Oh, my God. You this know, is such and a And you're going to
0: throw a screwdriver from 27 feet across in the room at somebody? which has their hands behind their back, you have to believe that you're outgunned. Yeah. So I thought that was flimsy. And
1: you've got a vampire in the car. Exactly. Um, Like, so,
0: and then of course this leads to Jesse and he's concerned about his friends and um, (laughs) another one liner by her star of, you know, the Messiah, you know, has to realize he can't eat his hemorrhoids. And I was just, I was laughing pretty good, but, It leads to him running over there. And you see her star go hurry back for your soul. Yeah. Um, And just like, what? What? No. Uh, I thought that was kind of okay. And when he gets there, we find Tulip on the kitchen floor.
1: But uh, did you notice uh, the book that Tulip quickly scanned through as she's waiting for it to come through was How to Extract a Soul? Like that's what the book was. At least I'm pretty sure that's what it was. I didn't I really it catch it so much. I just saw that she lifted it, like it up the, and it had
0: the the putty stuck to it.
1: Yeah, it was like the how to uh extract a soul, I'm pretty sure. Huh. And so pretty and so like it paid homage to those like, hey, we're extracting the rest of your soul from the saint, which is a big deal.
0: Right. Because it is.
1: you couldn't necessarily send the Messiah's soul down to hell.
0: I agree. Well the other part is too is that if her star now has leverage on Jesse. He
1: does. He does have leverage. Although one percent of his soul is uh, pretty big.
0: Obviously. Alright, so he says he finds her in the hallway, brings her into the kitchen, and she's bleeding and she's got a, a you know, yeah. an abdomen shot just you know, just south of her heart, and she's struggling. And Jesse comes in to try to kind of fix her up. And there's blood everywhere, and it's gruesome, da-da-da-da. And then it's, this leads to the only option we got. You know, there's no AB negative or a whatever blood. So, yeah. how do you
1: not have any O positive or O negative? Yeah, i was like, a, where's B? the O
0: negative? O yeah. negative all you got to have for yeah. everything, you know? And so, that wasn't in there. And... So, basically, it comes down to where Cassie makes the decision that this is the only way she'll live, and you get to see his fangs for the first time. Mm-hmm. You know? Which I'm happy they didn't do the whole bite and turn and, and that stuff. And they argue. But then when they're fighting, I'm just like, okay. Yeah. I mean, just he can rid- tear you in half. He can tear your arms off and beat you to death with them. Yeah. And it doesn't go out that way. And he
1: doesn't use Genesis to stop
0: him. No. Genesis
1: didn't work on uh, Tulip, which I'm okay with.
0: Yeah. I mean, but- it, it's just some inconsistency, in which they had to do some explaining for. Um. And basically, you know, they just let her die.
1: Yeah, like Jesse being like, it's okay. Just let her die and stuff. I'm like, no. Yeah, no. I mean, it's like I know exactly what we're going to do. We're going to go visit this person. But why are you risking letting her die? Like, this makes no sense. And the only thing I could think of was it's something we talked about off pod where you talked about the comic books. And this is something that happens to her as a child.
0: Yeah, I mean, and so in the comic books, she dies, um, from a a gunshot yeah. wound. Um, a little bit more graphic and quite a bit differently, and and a different God, conclusion and, happens, and
1: and it kind of looks like we're
0: almost going down that conclusion because uh, yeah, this is a major remix of how you go about it. I mean, uh, like God and, is kind of watching it. Happen and stuff. No, this is uh this is this is completely different. Um, like, I mean, I
1: don't, I don't even know to what I, I think is going to happen because yeah, like, I just there's uh, so many different things because like as you said, we end up going to Angelville and Jesse's like, oh man, you think you hate me now? It's about to get a lot worse. Right,
0: right, right, right. Which is just more nuggets to his past and what that's supposed to mean and everything, and so. Uh, like I said, this is where they have really diverged um, from comics and what mm-hmm. they're trying to do. Um, and what do you think about like the kind of like zoom
1: out to where it's going through the dog's eye, but there's no one in the dog suit. Yeah. it was a cool shot and stuff. It was like, a cool visual. What's it trying to symbolize?
0: I, I don't the, think of anything. It's just supposed to show you that their prediction of who God was in his little suit was accurate. Yeah, and that uh, um, the re, you know maybe he wears that suit because, like you said, he's a bright emitting, you know, being of God. I think it was just to confirm what the show yeah, was yeah. saying, what they thought was, As we have already met God exactly. Um, and so, I think that was its only insignificance, and in that they were they knew what they were doing they were close, whatever, and that's how the show is supposed to move on that oh. there is still something to be searching for, okay um, and so that's just kind of where it hangs up for you know next season if it gets renewed um like I said earlier, this is not I'm not real excited about how the season kind of unfolded no it didn't it kind of felt go. like we were three episodes too long. And they kind of went into a, an alternate direction that was kind of not preacher esque, because realistically, all last season was so unique. Your your first five minutes of every episode was always the cool hook for the entire episode. Mm-hmm. Um, the the angels and the motel scenes and, and I everything mean, we were back so memorable.
1: To the opening scenes, but man, they just did not hit like didn't they didn't deliver had.
0: like that. And then um, the first couple episodes this season were. You know the the gun convention at the hotels were hilarious. The they were great. The state troopers on the street were, were great. And uh, but
1: as we worried, we said, "Hey, if we stay in one spot, we're worried about." And that's this exactly season. what we were
0: worried about. We stayed in New Orleans, and it went flat. And then, of course, there is no hell scheme or, or scene or anything like that in the comic books about you know about Eugene or R's face down there. And there's definitely no Hitler. So all this is completely new and mm-hmm. ad lib and um. Like, Eugene is not a big character in the comic books. I mean, he is for a little bit, but he's intermittent and not something um, at this stage. And so that right there is another big, you know, they've changed that up. So, I mean, it's it's very curious to see how they're going to continue this. And uh, I just dare I say I'm concerned about the future.
1: Uh, I'm going to have to agree with you. And yeah, I mean, I think our fans will know that we're a little bit concerned with it. If they've listened to our last two or three pods.
0: And I mean, we'd All love last to know six have been kind of <laughs> and, sketchy. Yeah.
1: And I mean, we'd love to know what y'all think about the show going forward and everything. And do you think that if it is renewed, it needs a couple less episodes or uh, something? Does it need to a kick in with?
0: the pants like we think it does? Do you consider yourself of uh, still an avid fan and want to continue to watch it and think it's just, you know, done a great job and moving forward? do you think the show is suffering? I mean, we would love to hear what you think because there are parts of me that I do absolutely love. I love the humor and I love some of the action stuff and the things like that. But a lot of the inconsistency in the story arc directions kind of fell real flat. So I'd love to compare thoughts. Uh, I think cash and I agree. And so you can hit us up at blue TV podcast on gmail.com and Facebook, uh, Facebook and YouTube and all these places. And, uh, tell us how you felt about the whole season. Yeah. Tell us that, you know, where it was great, where it could have been better, or was it complete dog shit? As Jake (laughs) likes to say all the time. So, um, we would love to hear about it. Really, really would. Um, and again, we, we're, we just put out a pod for it. I think you would really enjoy it if you haven't seen it and you hadn't checked on it. Uh, a lot of good information we talk about on that. Um, and I think the next thing we're going to be rocking into for the future is is that we're looking at doing a really cool preview cast for The Walking Dead that comes out October 22nd, I believe. And we might put something out the week before um, and do something new. We've never yeah. done in Bleed TV and that is to possibly give you a preview based on the what the comic later. book is going to tell you is supposed to happen. The one thing good about that is, is the walking dead really doesn't per se follow the comic book when it comes to major character deaths or, um, or, or we'd they like give to that say, to somebody else. So, I mean, right. Like, Kirkman remixes, you know, the, how they do different things. And so um, I think it could be really cool to see where the story got its arc from before they create the show and go their direction. And we yeah. talked about a few things that you're seeing in the preview. Um, as well as we talk, you know, review how, you know, Talking Dead did and had a little extra snippet. So, um, tune in for that if you're a Walking Dead fan and listen to us. And uh, I think you'll enjoy that. But other than that, guys, this is a wrap for season season two. Uh, season two of Preacher. Yep. And um, we will see how things go and as season three comes around and where we go from there. But other than that, this is Blue TV, and I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. And we'll see y'all next time it comes out. So.